an eight-year-old boy was rescued at a beach in West Clare last Saturday on one of the busiest days in many a long year for our emergency services. Beachgoers attempted to reach the child, but Limerick man Philip Wren, winchman with CHC Heli from Rescue 115, was able to safely retrieve him from the sea. And uh, Philip joins us now to tell us a bit more about it uh, and they're supposed to give us some messages too that uh, would be important to us. Good morning to you, Philip. Morning, Joe. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Uh, so, my understanding is, uh, well, first of all, where in uh, Clare was this and, and were there initially two children in some trouble in the water? Yes, so, uh, Duckmore Beach there, just by Doombeg, the golf course from Doombeg is where the incident occurred. And uh, a little eight-year-old boy and his sister were um, into the water. You know, the, the area there is notorious for swimming. It's actually a black spot for swimming. Uh, a lot of guys go surfing there because of the, the, the wave that comes in there and the, the, the continuous rolling wave. Um, but it's very, very uh, dangerous area for swimming. Riptide, the rip currents there are quite strong. And as we found out uh, on Saturday, um, this, this young lad and his sister got, got pulled out to sea. Uh, got put out quite far actually. Um, Rick Curran then pulled the them out and luckily the sister got back in but um, the young lad uh, found it very difficult to get back in so uh, a number of bystanders on the beach uh, attempted to um, rescue him. He couldn't self-rescue. Uh, a number of vessels actually in close vicinity came to assist as well but uh, one vessel was quite far out. <coughs> And the other vessel, it would have been too shallow for him anyway to get in. So we um, we were tasked. Uh, it, was, it was a very, very busy day for us, actually. We, we, we were tasked uh, at first at the start of the shift there to go to the uh, Arab Islands. Um, from there, we returned to base, refueled, and then got sent out in the late afternoon to, to Dubai. So when we got on scene, we found him uh, roughly 100 metres off the shoreline. And uh, I winched out, and while he was in the surf, uh, tried to get this, the equipment that we used for, for rescue, and we tried to get the equipment on him. <clears throat> Found that we were snagged and tangled, so I disconnected from the wire of the, the aircraft, and uh, I swam him into shore. So I swam about 50 to 100 metres back into the shoreline, and once we got into depth, then uh, a member of the, the public there gave us some assistance to on the beach. Uh, so, uh, what um, condition was the eight-year-old in when you reached him in the water? <laughs> he was actually, uh, he was delighted, obviously, to, to, to meet me, but... Um, I'm sure he was. He, uh, he was, <laughs> yeah. He actually, he, he had the conscious, uh, his mind certainly asked me if I was a lifeguard or a, a rescue guard. Uh, I can remember he asked me that, all right. So every time the waves came in to, to, to us, I was there, like, you don't take a big deep breath. I the, the the swimming pins on the flippers on, so we um, I swim them in against the current, against the tide, and just kind of use the waves as such to kind of help us wash wash ashore. And Philip, um, how unusual would it be to have to effect a rescue in that way, you know, rather than winch? It's not something that we normally do. Uh, it was a decision I made on the spot uh, at the time, maybe um, because I wasn't sure whether or not. Um, we were going to be properly attached to the hook or if the straps were going to be properly on him. So I elected to do that. It's not something that we normally do um, over the past number of years. It's a handful of times where the guys, any winchman, winch would have would disconnect and swim in. I think uh, one of our guys there, 
took a girl from being strange and she was a couple of miles out to sea. He disconnected from the wire and stayed with her until the rescue boat came in. But uh, it, it's, not, it's something that we don't, don't normally do. We're windspan rather than rescue swimmers, but the rescue swim does come into it sometimes. Right. We're chatting to Limerick man Philip Wren. So how difficult was it to swim with the eight-year-old back to the shore and how long did it take? Uh, to be quite honest with you, I'm not sure in time span, but um, it was quite difficult to ride for the swim. It was, uh, when I got into the end, uh, I suppose the young lad was able to get up to his feet and ran away off to the beach to his mum and dad where I, uh, I had all my equipment on, I had pins on and it could be quite difficult to stand up in, in, in water and get your balance when you have the pins on so it had been difficulty getting that, that kid off before I got onto the beach right. Did anyone give you a hand? Um, <laughs> I did, Jack One of the guys there had me take off the pins all right. Um, but, but th- yeah, That's, so that's we were, amazing So the, the eight-year-old was able to stand up and, and run off once he got to shore? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Now, there was um, a Coast Guard ground team on, on scene there as well, and a, a long, uh, two ambulances arrived along shortly afterwards, so we were able to um, direct the, the services to the, or the young lad to the services to be taken care of. I think he went to hospital just for observation. Right, yeah, I'm um, sure his parents were <coughs> delighted and relieved and grateful. Yeah, Dad, Dad gave me a big hug, and so the man came over as well to say thanks very much, but they're very emotional. Yeah, of course they were, yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, a lot of us would have spent time uh, on beaches over the last while, especially th- that period up to Saturday when the weather was just fantastic. And and I, I did wonder, looking around, you can see lifeguards and big numbers on uh, beaches and how quickly, you know, without anyone doing anything wrong, trouble can arrive. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh I mean, straight after that call, then we like we were tasked in the water incident. That that gentleman didn't make it, and uh, immediately after that, there then again we were tasked to Killaloo for another water incident, uh, and that guy was taken from the water as well. So I suppose um, along the west coast, every, uh, with the heat that's there, everyone wants to get in the water to cool down. They want to go and enjoy the water, enjoy the beaches, and. Um, and enjoy the summertime. We don't get that much sun that a lot of the time. So straight into the water without hesitating, without thinking at all, you know. Um, so uh, like during the year there, CHC would work with the Coast Guard to, to bring messages to schools, bring um, a water safety message to schools. They are crafting land in some of the schools. This year we we'd normally do primary schools, but this year we got into Croom Secondary School. So we're, we're starting to get into teenagers, getting into the decision makers, the guys, girls and guys that, that go out to, to get the water safety message. Don't just run into the pool. Don't just dive off the rocks. Don't just dive off the pier at the at the, the lake. Take your time. Find out what it's like. Check the, 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 the notices. Every beach has a safety notice. Every beach will tell you if it's dangerous to swim here, that there's strong tide turns. Even the lifeguard, every beach that has a lifeguard, they put out flags, red and, red and yellow flags means it's safe to swim. Uh, black flags mean it's not dangerous to swim here. They will mark out and they are trained to see where rift currents are and rift tides there. So, um, you know, it, it is the responsibility of everyone that goes to beaches and goes to the water to take care of themselves, especially around the time. And this is where, this, this is the time it happens when there's no lifeguards on duty. So it's late evening, late afternoon when the Coast Guards have finished their duty period. 
that uh, or the, the lifeguards that finish their duty period, that people into the water and that's the and that's been an, the yeah. rescue service will take a little bit longer to get to, you know? Absolutely. And, um, and I know we don't often, we're talking to Philip Wren, who's a winchman from CHC Ellie's, uh, a Limerick band uh, with uh, Rescue 115. Uh, we don't often get the sort of weather we've got over the last week, and it's cooling a bit now, of course. But you can understand how people wanted to go into the water because it was so hot. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and we, won't, we, don't, we don't give out about people into the water. We, we don't hold that against it. Uh, I, I'm quite happy for people to go into the water and um, and come here. The, the strongest swimmers, the best guys out there that are, that are most confident in the water, they, they all get in trouble. Some, 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 at some point in, uh, in their time in water, they're going to get into trouble and they're going to need some help. But it, it's the guys that's not used to the water, people that are not used to it and haven't any specific training done. It, 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 it's to take care. It's I, I, to take that bit of... Take, take take the responsibility uh, on themselves to, to take care of the water. You know? and, you know, and it, I mean, the contrast for you, you know, even in one day on duty where you had that amazing rescue and a very happy outcome, and as you mentioned, your very next call, it wasn't happy at all. Yeah, we. I mean, we, we do, like, in the admin service as well, you don't know what's coming next, so... Um, you're, you're going from elation there of um, rescuing a child, very rewarding. And you move on then to complete tragedy and, and, and helplessness. You, you then move on then to someone else that you, you help out, and they're not very. Um, you know, there's, there's such a mix of different things happening. Um, so, yeah, it, and, and that could be a Listeners be very interested to know, how do you process a day like that at the end of your shift? Um, I, I suppose it's different for everyone. For my own, my own self, you, you, you put in a, a good, long, hard shift. Sometimes, um, like a base, we might, have, we might make a crew dinner a couple of times like that, <coughs> at weekends especially. The crew would actually bring in uh, food and cook up together, and we'd have a crew dinner afterwards. We'd obviously sit down and debrief it and have a talk about it. Uh, so, one of our things in CHC in Shannon is uh, in, in, in CHC Ireland is after every flight we would sit down and debrief what we did, what, what we could have done better if something wasn't stepped outside procedure. That we talk about that as well, and and bring it on to our next shift or our next flight that, that we can better ourselves. So um, we we take it into our training, then as well on a daily basis we train. So we'd also take that uh, what we learned from our last flight or our last job, we take that into our next into our next job or our next flight. But um, to process all that kind of stuff there, like so, uh, we we talk we, we talk amongst ourselves. You have colleagues there that you can talk to. About the call and individual aspects of the call, um, so we, we have each other's back in Shannon, Dublin, Ligo, Waterford. Uh, we can all mix it uh, and talk about what's what's happening in the call, you know. Yes, I, I should uh, remind listeners that, that the last time we talked to Philip Wren, it was uh, you were being recognised for your bravery in rescuing two Italian tourists who fell into the sea at the infamous black spot called the Wormhole off Inishmoor. And I know you were subsequently reunited with them, weren't you, uh, uh, on, on a happier day? Yes, Ricardo and Giovanni. Uh, they, they, um, they're very, very... Dark lucky guys and very happy to, to be alive and even uh, even that uh, Ricardo there recently got married to his long term girlfriend uh, Julia so 
uh, congratulations to them. So it, it, it is all those uh, rescues that you do with Beck. Uh, it's quite rewarding, like it's nice. I'm, I'm constantly in contact with the two guys there. They're, they're the constant message that they hello. And I'm trying to remember, Philip. Did you ever go and see them in uh, Italy? Yes, yes. We took a, a, a trip over, only a short trip, uh, just one night over to Italy there to meet the, the family and the, the treats of us, like royalty. Um, I'm not surprised. You probably deserve to be treated more like royalty than a lot of royals. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Um, uh, well done to you again, and and to the team there, and to the crew, because uh, you'll be the first to acknowledge it's a serious team effort, day in, day out. What you guys do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. And across the across the Greek. On, on several of the calls, uh, we mix with Gardy, we mix with Animal Service. Uh, uh, I'd like to mention the young guy, Gardner, in Ennis. Um, she did a great job. Brilliant. All right, Philip Wren, listen, uh, th- thanks so much and for on that, Yeah, and just, just one last note there, um, Joe, is if, if you see any, anyone in danger, anyone in difficulty, pick up the phone, dial 112 or 999, and ask for the calls, guys. Brilliant stuff. Philip Wren, thanks a million for taking the call this morning. You're welcome. Take care. Have a good day, John. Your views, your news, your limerick today with Joe Nash on Live 95.